Hey, welcome back to the hey, Better everybody. Fitness Proof Podcast. He can't talk over me. I ain't talk over him, though. <laughs> That's perfect. We're joined by one of our all-star amazing members, Glenn, or as I call him, GM, Glenn Maynard. Glenn, can you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you, and then we'll dive into the uh, story for the day. Sure. So you've got my name. Um, I'm a, a probably long time, longest time resident here in Westchester, but I've lived all over the country. Uh, for a career, I've been a facilitator of adult training programs and then an executive coach and um, trainer and consultant. So that's what I've done for a living for years and years and years and years. And uh, actually uh, founded and uh, became a sole owner of my own company. Uh, it's been around for almost 30 years, something I'm uh, very proud of because not a lot of companies make it that long. 30 years, dude? That's 30 all. years. I had no idea. It was, I knew you had a company. I knew your role established. I had no idea that it was 30 years. And, and wow. more than 20 of them working with my father, and even a couple of them working with my mother and my father. Wow. Yeah. Family business. What's, what was the, what's the name of the business? It's called Strategic Learning, Inc. Strategic Learning, Inc. Yep. Wow. Absolutely. And it's, it's all about you know, developing the people side of a business's capabilities. So we focus on learning to learn, learning to relate, and learning to choose, which are three big deals when it comes to running any business, running any household, actually having a great relationships. Beautiful. Well, I want to dive into it, as I said earlier. And so uh, what we're going to do today is I want to actually jump forward to, uh, so I, we've got quite the compelling story today, and I think that we're going to, I mean, just your fitness journey itself is pretty, <laughs> is pretty impressive, and we'll get into the rest of it. So um, to capture everyone who's going to be listening right now, um, your, your own fitness journey has been remarkable, even aside from the challenges that you've had to overcome. I mean, you've, oh, yeah. you've transformed yourself, and you're not um, a spring chicken. I mean, no, you're, no, 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 you're, you're, not by any means. You're up, you're up there. Uh, how yeah. old are you? I'm almost 59. Whew. Almost. Almost 59. So that is crazy to think that you've been able to do what you've done with your strength training, with your health, with everything that you've accomplished. You've trimmed off quite a bit of body fat. You've gotten into, I, I would venture to say, the best shape that I've ever seen you been in. Yep. Ever. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, at this very moment, I'm not in my tip top shape, but we'll talk yeah, about yeah, that. Yes. But before all of my current last, about it's been about a year now, about a year ago today, mm-hmm. I would have told you I am in the best shape of my life a year ago today. And that's, that's a big deal because I, you know, I played sports in high school. Some of the people I played sports with, snap, one of the guys snapped the ball to Doug Flutie for the immaculate reception. If there's any older people listening, they'll know exactly what that is. It was an amazing touchdown goal, but it's, you know, you're playing Boston College. That's big-time football. Uh, another one uh, was affiliated with the assistant coach at, with the New York Giants championship team. So these guys, another one was a Harvard, uh, the captain of the Harvard football team. I happened to grow up in a university town, and both the outgoing and incoming coaches had kids on the team, more than one, and they were going to make sure their kids' teams were outstanding. So we got good equipment, good coaching, and lots of weightlifting and all kinds of training. And we started early in the summer, as early as possible, and, and just went almost all year round informally. When was this? This was 19, I graduated in 81. Wow. So late 70s and 80s? Yep. Yep. Holy moly. So, and then you've been an adult athlete as well. 
Yeah, I mean, um, not nearly as intensively as that. <laughs> I mean, I played, I played some, uh, some ice hockey. I got into it because my daughter was skating and our son was skating. And really, I kind of got into it because our daughter needed a place to skate. And so we, when she went into high school, she didn't want to play rough and tumble boys hockey. So we started a girls ice hockey team. And then shortly after that, I started doing pickup kind of hockey. It's early morning, a bunch of older gentlemen mostly, but there's some older women there too who uh, skate. They've got to go to work right afterwards, so nobody's looking to hurt anybody. <laughs> yeah. And so it was a gentle skate, but it was a way to do some, some kind of activity, which was you know helpful, but I had a good... I carried around... Let me put it this way. You did not want to come around the net and run into me because you would end up on the ice instantaneously. I was not a movable object at that point Yeah. at all. Well, I mean, you're also... How tall are you? 6'5". Six, 6'5". Five. Six, five. And at that time, how much did you weigh? Oh, about... Almost 230, about 228, somewhere in there, maybe. Yeah, not a very... I didn't weigh myself very often back then. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Well, now, I mean, again, this time last year, you would have said you were in the best shape of your life. Yeah. And I would still venture to say that you're in still, you know, given everything we're going to talk about. Everything but this part. (laughs) Everything everything but there. You're in really great shape. Yeah, I'm in still pretty good shape. Really great shape. I almost got the top half back to where I was about a year ago. Wow. And that's after... Some pretty harrowing stuff. Yeah. So let's jump into the story. Like, I want to take you back to when we first, before we met, before we met. Oh. I'm take you back I to. to how I, what was my experience of getting to know Benton better? Yeah. So before we <laughs> met, leading up to when we actually did meet. So, and, and that was that first time we'll talk about, we said briefly earlier, that, that first fundraiser. We yeah, met, yeah, that yeah, yeah. So, so the, the reason I came here, the only reason I came to Benton better was my wife had been coming here. She'd been brought by a friend of hers and she was just head over heels about, this is a great place you need to come. You need to just see what it's like. Come on, I want you to come work out with me. Come get in shape with me. I'm like, I'm already in shape, babe. I'm skating. I'm, I'm doing fine. And she says, well, you could be in better shape. <laughs> so I said, fine, I'll come to the fundraiser. We'll do it. And I brought along a couple of hockey friends, and we all came to, to this fundraiser. And um, I was thinking, you know, okay, what's it going to be? You know, because my wife has... Historically, she was not the athletic of the two of us. She just wasn't. I mean, you know, right now she's a complete beast. But she is. But, but you would never have guessed that this is where she would be when we were in college at all. I mean, she was thin and Wait, when gorgeous. did you guys meet? When did you, when did you guys meet? We met in college. We met when she was a sophomore and I was a junior in college. It would have been like 1984, Man, you guys are college sweethearts. Yes. That's so sweet. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's all kinds. Of, you know, life is fun, full of these sort of weird moments that define the rest of your life. She got her couch stuck in the dormitory door. No one else was helping, and I walked up and helped. Get out. That's it. Is that how you met? That's how we met. That's how you met. That is the first time I ever saw her. Moving her couch into yep, the door. I met her, her mother, and her father all at the same time. Whoa. <laughs> Her mother actually picked me out. She likes to claim credit. Well, and my wife likes to tell people that's the kiss of death. But apparently, you know, she didn't. It isn't because I'm here still mm-hmm. 30 years later. Mm-hmm. You're not. You're not hard to miss in a crowd. Glenn. No. I mean, even with your eyes closed, whoop, closed, you 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 won't miss. You won't no. miss you. Yeah, no, you'll, you'll hear you'll, me coming. You'll hear, yeah, yeah, you'll hear Glenn coming in the best way possible. So, so she, you know, she was. I was like, wow, okay, she wants me to come, so I'll come to this fundraiser, and I came to the fundraiser, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh. This isn't as easy as I thought it was going to be. And I knew push-ups weren't going to be my thing at that time because I hadn't really even tried to do many push-ups. But boy, did that kick my butt. And I was like, by the end of that thing, I was breathing heavy, 
sweating like you wouldn't believe and up against the wall, you know, waiting for permission to leave, let me out of here. And it was, it wasn't anything that, that, that the gym did. It was just me trying to keep up and thinking, this is ridiculous. I'm not going to keep up with this. And I had no idea, um, that, you know, my wife was in that good a shape. I, you know, I, I just didn't notice. I was really actually, to be really honest about it, I was really preoccupied with a business transition that was about to happen and I knew it was going to happen, which was me buying the business from my father and getting him to retire. Wow. So a lot of stuff happening all at once. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to just, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I got other stuff to do. And so that's how I, that's when I first met it. And I was like, it wasn't a bad experience at all. It was just, was too, I was really, it was intense. I thought, you know, wow, I'm not sure I'm up for this. So I just went off and just, did my own yeah. thing and kept skating. Yeah. And kept doing my business stuff and kept busy. And, uh, you know, so that was it for a while. And then, you know, about another, about a year or so later, um, things had really accelerated with what was going on with the business. Um, I had a good friend who took advantage of some of my generosity, which was really disappointing. And I was struggling. I was struggling and we were struggling too. And... You know, I actually, I was actually just reading in my bed one night, just reading stuff. And there was an article about the benefits of synchronous movement to couples. And the basic idea, when you think about it, it's like, well, duh. But when you move in synchrony, there's sort of this harmony that you develop with the people around you. And it develops a closeness that's, and it's not like, you know, magic or anything, but it's just a little bit, a little bit, and every little bit helps when you're trying to keep a 30-year marriage going strong. You, you've got, it takes work, and anybody who's been married knows it. So, you, you know, anything you can do, I thought, this is worth doing. So she said, come on, come on back, and so on. So I did, and I was like, this is, and I said, on one condition, I don't have to keep up with you. <laughs> yeah, that would be tough. <laughs> it was, She's it was, a beast. It was tough. It was tough. But, um, you know, probably about two weeks in, I started to realize, like, hey, I'm starting to be able to do 10 push-ups without, without trouble here. I don't need to use my knees anymore. Um, you know, I'm losing weight really, really well, and I'm feeling a lot stronger. And my skating's better, too, by the way, because <laughs> I hadn't stopped skating. And, um, you know, it was really a, a significant change and then you know just hanging with it and over time and you know the wonderful thing about that is that you know and you know this about yourself but other people might not if they're listening to this is the the coaches here tailor everything you do to what you can do and do with proper form so you know um me being middle-aged white guy I guess you know just to that's what I am I'm a middle-aged white guy that has some things fixed in my brain about the way the world works I try to be flexible and adaptable and adjust but it takes me longer than it takes other people sometimes and I I, I just you know want to muscle stuff around and do it my way and and the trainers will patiently go well Glenn that's looks like your form's a little bit off let's take a little bit of weight off no I can't do this no, no, let's just take a little bit of weight off just for one set and if you want to pick it up again you can 
And people who know me outside of the gym, as well as probably many who don't be inside the gym, know that I can be pretty stubborn and stuck in my ways. And, but they have a very nice way of um, encouraging you to do the right thing without demanding it. And it's not just Matt. Matt's okay at that. But yeah, the other trainers are just as good and maybe even better. <laughs> they are. I agree. They are <laughs> just as good, if not better. All of them, for real. That's, but to that point, yes, I remember those conversations, especially in the beginning when you're just getting started. It was, it was this really delicate line of, like, I want to encourage you to keep moving forward because your enthusiasm is golden. But at the same time, if you keep going at that rate with that weight and at that pace and trying to do it with that form, something's going to give. Well, and you'll remember that the other thing that was keeping me out of the gym at the very beginning was I had had an incident with my back with bulging discs where I had to go to the emergency room. It was so bad. And I had said to you, I, I'm willing to do some of this, you know, these RDLs and other, you know, things that involve deep knee bends and stuff. But I want to be really clear. I do not want to injure my back because I'm enjoying skating. And if you make me stop skating because I've injured my back lifting weights, I'll be really upset. And so you had like probably 15 different things running through your head every time you, you saw me at work. But it worked. It worked. It worked. And in... And my legs got stronger, my arms got stronger, uh, my back, and it, it's good stuff. Mm -hmm. Really, really good stuff, and it worked really well. And we kept on that journey. You started to make adjustments, and I would find that there were times where I would come in, and I would see you training with something that maybe months ago you were using weights with, like the single leg RDLs, for example. Right. You'd be using weights, and it was so wobbly and so all over, and you'd stumble here, stumble there. And then months later, I would see you would be doing the same movement, but with body weight. Yeah, and, and, being and, and that is cool. And that's cool. That's one of the important things. I don't, you know, not everybody wants recognition or needs a lot of recognition, but for me, that's a really important thing. Um, I appreciate it when somebody asks me to do something a certain way, and then I make the effort to do it the way that I've been asked to, and then they notice. <laughs> Later on, it's like, oh, okay, so they are actually watching for me to do it correctly, as well as paying attention to when I, maybe I might be injuring myself, which is important. I mean, you know, it, it takes concentration. Obviously, you know this, it takes concentration to do some of these exercises with proper form to get the benefits that, you know, you're looking to have us get out of them. And if you do them with the wrong form, you don't get the benefits and you might injure yourself. But for when you're doing the activity, it's like you start to lose track of some of that in the back of your head, you're just sweating and huffing and puffing and you're like, I'm just going to get this up. And then there's Matt in the back of here, standing behind you go, uh, straighten your back up a little bit, Glenn, a little more arc, a little more arc, whatever it might be. And it's like, okay, all right. Yeah. Okay, Matt, what, what, do you, what exactly do you want me to do? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, like you said, two weeks, three weeks, a month later, it's like, Hey, that looks really good. You've got your form exactly the way we talked about. That's really helpful. And, and it's that kind of, it's a, it's a, it's a totally different, you know, I've, as a lifelong athlete, I've, I've done a lot of training and done a lot of weightlifting and so forth. Even on the football team, I'd never have a coach give me that kind of personalized feedback. And it's not like you're with just me. You've got 10, 15, 20 other people in the room at a time. And it's like, I, I don't want you hovering over me the whole time. In fact, once in a while, when you're too close, I'll tell you to leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. But most of the time, you're pretty busy with somebody else when you're distributing yourself among that many people. And so it's nice. When I, when I want attention, I can just holler out, hey, Matt. Mm -hmm. And it's good. 
I mean, that's what that's what's special about this place is um, it's not like you're if you're looking for some weird looking cool mechanical machine that makes you feel like you're in the 22nd century. That's not what this is about. If if you're looking for somebody to have a, this humongous bodies and say, look, look how big I can get coming to this gym. Well, you can get a big body here if you want one, but that's not really what this place is about. It, but if you want to be in good shape, great shape and fit and feel good about your body and your overall health and you want some personal attention to make sure you're doing things right because, you, you know, free weights haven't been your thing in the past or whatever else, this is a perfect place to come. And it's not just free weights. I mean, you guys do some stuff and I, I laugh because some of it when I first started doing it, I was thinking, this is just stupid. Like, why are we doing this? This has got no real benefit. I mean, you know, it's so light. It's so so slow or whatever else. And then as you do it and you work on the form and you make sure you're doing the correct form and you do it over time, you realize, oh, wait a second. I know what this is doing now. <laughs> but it takes that. You have yeah. to hang with it for long enough to, to realize that. And it's interesting now because when I watch stuff on television i watch people do training or whatever else i can pick things out and go, I, know what, I know what that <laughs> yes. is yes that's a big step if you can recognize other people doing it and if you can recognize when they're doing it right or wrong or if you're identifying the different uh movement patterns that are like oh you know what that's not that's not the that's, way you could do that you can do that better yeah that's a huge that's a huge growth point for yeah. you yeah, yeah for anyone yeah yeah well so i mean um you know that whole experience was was really really positive and you know, my wife continued to get in better shape. I continued to get in better shape. We had a great time. We, uh, even after the whole COVID mess hit. Which you guys still kept up with it. You oh, guys yeah. were consistently showing up virtually. Well, yeah, but you guys made that possible too. I mean, that was, that was an unbelievable pivot that you guys made in like no time flat. I was like, wow. Um, I, I, I can't imagine. I, I, look, I know you're, you're an emotional guy. I know you're a, an excited guy. You and Lynn must have just been in like panic mode. <laughs> yeah. Complete panic, tears every other yeah. hour. Like, oh, well, yeah. how are we going to survive? We're all going to die. You had to pull yourselves together. I, you must have had to because there was no big daddy there, no big corporation to keep the money coming mm -hmm. while you're trying to figure out how are we going to keep this business alive when nobody can come here. And you did an amazing job. I mean, it, it was it was unbelievable, you know, to do the workouts on Zoom and still get the personal attention. Well, thank you. That's that's each the team. and every one of them. You know that all that credit goes to my team because without them, I wouldn't have survived. Even though I, <laughs> even though I was able to pivot and show them and like and like lead them the way, they're the ones who help pick up the slack and they're the yep. ones who help keep it all together when when I was in the corner crying and like <laughs> like saying, "How are we gonna keep doing this for so long?" Well, as a business real. owner, when you look at at the at your business and you're going, "Am I going to be able to keep this going next week, next month?" That's a scary place to be. Mm -hmm. I mean, fortunately for me, when COVID hit, I had already been through a couple cycles of really lean times and I put money, lots of money aside so I could survive and, you know, other stuff. But, but it's it, when you're, when you're starting, what, your business, what, four or five years old at that time? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's hard. Yeah. That's really hard. And you did a great job. But so my wife and I got in such good shape. We were feeling so proud of ourselves. I, I don't know if you remember that. I don't even think you were there at this particular workout. We took our, 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 our iPad and our phones, and we hooked the iPad to the phones, and we went down to the beach down at Cape May, and we, we did a sunrise, because we're the 530 crew. Yeah. We did a sunrise 
workout by Zoom with the rest of everyone else in the middle of COVID. It was, it was awesome. It that's was so awesome. fun. Man. Oh, that's awesome. You yeah. guys are so, oh gosh. See, when you can make the experience enjoyable, it makes it even better to keep experiencing those moments. So fitness can, for some people, get so um, mundane, especially, I mean, that's strength training, that's what it is. Like you literally have the same exact movements you do all the time, and you add some extra ex accents or accessory work or things like that. But when you can change up the area, change up the platform, change up the style, change up the things of what you're always going to be doing, that's where the real power is. And that's, that's another part that is especially appealing to me. You know, some people, may, it might not be as much of their thing and they don't have to participate. But for me, anything I can turn into a game, I can do better. <laughs> if it's a game, I can play. And then I, if I can play, I have more fun. And so, and, and I know you know this because that's the way I do my workouts. <laughs> yes. but, but you have this whole thing that you do around the workout. Things like, you know, the BAF challenges and, you know, your personal best challenges and all these other little challenges and events. And some of them I love, some of them I don't, and I don't do them if I don't love them. I love them, I do them. And um, that's really cool for a number of reasons because, you know, when you're working out and sweaty, you know, talking to the person next to you who you're only kind of familiar with, who's panting and having a hard time and wanting to focus on their workout too, you can say hi and you can be friendly, but you're limited to like five minutes at the beginning and two or three at the end as you're saying hello and goodbye. But when you do these other events along the way, you just get to know the people that much better and you really create a community. And honestly, as much as I've loved the workouts and as hugely beneficial as they've been to me, it's the community that I now appreciate more than I can put words to. I mean, and I don't know... At what point you want me to talk about this part? <laughs> I think it's the best time. It's a big deal to me. Um, and it was a surprise and it was an incredibly welcome surprise and needed surprise for me. Um, so what I'm talking about, so, you know, some of the people who see this might, might, might know my history. Those of you who don't would have no idea. But about a year ago at this time, I was in the best shape of my life. And I was just probably about a week and a half from now, it would be that I was really starting just to start to feel something like a little bit of painfulness in my leg, not workout painfulness. And I was trying to write it off to, well, maybe it's just my old back injury sort of working the last little bit out because it's not really hurting. And then it got a little bit worse. And we were doing some, you were doing a few like allowing us to come in person workouts with the big circles mm -hmm. so we'd stay separate and, and masks and stuff and and the trainers saw me limp once or twice and they saw my form specifically nick and alicia were watching me and they said hey how long has that been going i said oh, not long i'm just you know well you know watch that it, you know that, that limp isn't good and i was like well okay you know whatever i do my typical thing and I kept doing it. And I think they may have called me on it once over Zoom. And then another time. I went up. I went away and came back. And I still had the limp. And they're like, you need to get that checked out, Glenn. And I'm like, ah, come on. And there's, no, you need to get that checked out. And they got really serious with me. I didn't like it. Because I like to play. And I don't like people being serious when I want to play. I'm like, come they said, no, seriously, you really need to get that checked out. And it was like twice. Like, twice from Alicia, once from Nick, something like that. I'm like, fine. So I put it, made an appointment with my orthopedist. And it wasn't an emergency thing. And the first thing she had available, because, again, we're still in the middle of COVID, was 
October 30th. So I'm like, okay, well, that's when I'll go. So I went on October 30th, and all hell broke loose like nothing I've ever seen or experienced in my life. Um, within a week, so it happened on a Friday. I, got, I went to see the orthopedist. By not the Monday right away, but a week from that following Monday, I was scheduled to have the top uh, to, to have surgery on my left leg. I discovered I'd have I have malignant cancer, and that I was going to need radiation and possibly chemotherapy within a week. And I had no idea that that was even there was no risk factors. I'm not a smoker. I don't have all, any terrible drinking habits or anything else that would uh, no genetic history. No environmental history. I had no idea. Just out of the blue. And, you know, it's just, it's one of those things people say, you know, appreciate every day. You never know what's going to happen. Well, yeah, really. Hmm. Trust me, I, I had no idea it was going to happen. No warnings, just a little bit of soreness. And um, had it not been for Nick or Alicia, what happened next would have been tragic. Because... I had the surgery scheduled for a week after that Monday. They needed to do some more tests to make sure that that would be good. And in the course of doing the tests, I got good news, which was that cancer had not spread throughout my whole body. And that rather than do this surgery, which might not, wasn't going to have as high a likelihood of being successful, but was going to put me through less pain. And if I was going to get killed by all this other stuff, why put me through so much pain just to stabilize my leg? But they discovered since there wasn't stuff throughout the rest of my body, we'll put you through the more painful, difficult surgery so that we have a shot at curing the cancer. And part of that, not a major part of it, was I was in great shape and they had a f confidence that I'd be able to recover because I was already in good shape to start with at 58. Hmm. And then what happened next got even crazier, which is oh, we rescheduled the surgery because we changed the kind of surgery we were going to do the night before the surgery was going to happen. And then... Three days later, the leg broke on its own because the cancer had eaten up so much of the leg. It just broke as I got out of bed. That was it. On November 19th. October 30th to November 19th. We're talking less than three weeks. Less than three weeks. Had Nick and Alicia not been confident, had they not been firm, I would not have made that appointment for at least another two to three weeks. So I would have either been rushing to try to get into the emergency room to get somebody to look at my painful leg before it broke, or just as likely, I would have just broke it out of nowhere without any knowledge that there was cancer in there or any ability to be prepared to treat that. And it would have been an entire mess. You know. Who knows? You can go all different ways. I mean, the outcome could it could have been you know anything from bad to absolutely fatal. Mm. And so, you know, I tell people, um, bent on better save my life. It really did. I mean, um, I'm pretty confident that uh, I would not be even sitting here like this right now had it not been for them paying close attention. So, you know, if you don't need help with the form, just at least to have somebody observe you is is a good thing. <laughs> So, you know, I went through pure hell through that surgery because they took the top third of the leg with the hip, replaced it with titanium, 
There's a titanium rod in the middle third, and the bottom from there down is still all my bone and me. And um, we did radiation treatment in January, and in February I was released to begin uh, physical therapy. And I guess it was probably around February, late February, maybe March, I was starting to get back here. Now, I could see the fear in Matt's eyes. <laughs> oh, what are you doing in here? You better not mess that leg up. <laughs> I, he didn't even have to say it. I knew it already. And I knew I was pushing the envelope when I came back in. And I wasn't certain they were going to let me in, but I was going to tell them, I pay my dues. I pay my dues. <laughs> <laughs> so they were accommodating, but they were also obviously very, very paying very close attention. And I did mostly stretching with the leg stuff and just very, nothing that I wasn't doing in physical therapy already. Um, and then for my top, and I got released from my doctors for this. I asked them, am I allowed to work out with the top half of my body? And so I did put lots of push-ups and curls and all kinds of anything. And then, you know, Nick and Matt and Alicia say, we got to get something else in the mix. That's, you're doing too much of that one thing. And we, <laughs> we need to make sure it's balanced. And so we, we did that. And, uh, you know, continue to get stronger and stronger and stronger along the way. And I was really confident about what was going on. And then the world happened again. So what's happened now is I'm now looking at um, uh, the cancer as a comeback. Nothing to do with any workouts or anything. It's really just the kind of cancer that I got. It's the luck, you know, luck of the draw. And unfortunately, mine is a kind of cancer that is of an unknown origin. Woo. It's just a mystery. And it's not a mystery to just any doctor. I'm working with the team down at, at UPenn, the Penn Oncology team, and I'm gonna be going up to, uh, to see uh, the one up in New York City, uh, Sloan Kettering, Kettering up there. So Memorial Sloan Kettering, and we're gonna get a consult with them and see what we can figure out about what to do next. But it, it came back which is a frustrating thing. But, you know, here's the thing about all of this, through all this, when this hit me all the way back in November, um, you know, the leg broke, we weren't expecting it. We just went straight down. And my wife is better at telling this story, excuse me, it's better at telling this story than I am. You know, I'm out, I'm down in the emergency room, heavily sedated and everything else, and she leaves at like, I have no, I'd have no sense of time, so I couldn't tell you what time of the day. It was just night, dark out. And she got home, and as, as she's getting home, another member, not like they're not, it wasn't like somebody who's just our best friends ever, it's just somebody that we were friendly with, called her and said, hey, Jan, how are you doing? Where are you? I heard you're something happened, you know, I heard something happened, um, you know, from another, another one of our friends, and, you know, um, I'm going to drop something off at your house for you, and you can just drop it in the microwave or put it in the fr fridge and eat it later. And she dropped off like um, some kind of quiche or something, and my wife said I survived on that quiche for the next five days. <laughs> but it was like, you know, when you were hit with a tragedy like that, to have people, and then after that, oh my goodness, by the time I got home, I had more food to eat than I've ever eaten in my lifetime. Hmm. Now, you know, I'm pretty confident that behind my back, my wife told people, we got to get him fat for chemotherapy if it's coming and coming. <laughs> and so all of a sudden, this food, just pasta dishes and all, all kinds of stuff, everything you could imagine, 
um, was coming at our door. I was like, like are we ever going to have to make our own food again? We don't, we're hardly ever to cook for ourselves. And it wasn't anything we asked for. It was just all of a sudden out of the blue. And, um, you know, text messages and everything else, even while I was in rehab, you know, when, when, and remember, this is COVID. So there are no visitors. So, you know, imagine you're sitting in, you're, you're actually strapped to either your hospital bed or your wheelchair. If you try to move, alarms go off. So you have no autonomy. You're well aware that a third of your leg is, of your femur has been cut off. You're in pain. You're popping opioids and aware that that's not a great thing for long-term living. <laughs> and you know the world outside is dying of COVID and you're not allowed to see anyone. It's isolating. It's scary and it will screw with your mind like you wouldn't believe. And um, I was very fortunate. They gave me a mercy visit. An hour and a turned into an hour and a half. It was supposed to be an hour and 15 minutes with my wife. I got my head back on straight and continued to get all kinds of messages. Sometimes I got daily messages. Sometimes it was more than I wanted, but it was okay. I was happy to have the messages. Other people weren't getting all the messages I was getting, and it was nice because I had my iPad and I could, t- I had my phone. I could text people. I could talk to them if I wanted to. And a large number of those people, you know, I, my family, of course, was texting me and interacting with me, but there was a huge contingent of bent on better family members who wanted to make sure I was doing okay. And boy, there's nothing like that that helps you commit to getting yourself well again. And they actually actually, they actually reluctantly let me out a day early. Because <laughs> you're a fighter. Yeah. yeah. You're that stubborn. Too. That too. Well, <laughs> and I would say because I also started out in great health as well. The nurses at UPenn thank you. Wow. Because when I was <laughs> on my back and they needed to get me into a chair for the first five days down at the hospital, they had one of these steely set up where I could lift myself up. And they were thankful to not have to lift my 200-pound body at wow. that point. Oh, man. That's incredible. I know. Uh, I've known the story. I'm still holding back and getting choked up. And I get choked up about but, it, man. But, man, but it's so true. And like the, I, I cannot even begin to imagine the feelings that you must have felt sitting there by yourself, isolated from the world. Oh yeah. Control and, and without being able to have any autonomy with yourself, everything was gone. But you, your personality, your perseverance, your your hard-headedness got you through that that time. Yeah, you know, and I look, I have my business to fight to get back to, I have my family to get fight to get back to. Mm-hmm. I have all the people that depended on me for different things that that I do in my business depend, you know, to get back to, and I had my whole gym family to get back to <laughs> as well. And, you know, that makes a difference when you have something that you're fighting for. And a lot of things that you're fighting for, it's a lot easier to fight. You got nothing to fight for, it's a different story. It's good. It's, then it's even harder. I, you know, I feel, I feel for those people. And so, you know, I, I would tell people, if nothing else, just for the community. For just to have a sense. Because if you come to this gym and you can't be nice to other people, don't bother. You won't, you, you won't stay. 
uh, either we won't let you stay or Matt won't let you stay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you've got to learn to accept the differences. Mm-hmm. And that can be difficult, but you've got to learn to accept the differences because that's a huge part of what this is about. Is it's, it's about letting people have their own fitness journey in a way that helps them grow, them be stronger, them be the best version of themselves they can and want to be. And that's not up for anybody else to decide or choose. And if you try to push somebody too far, you, that's not welcome. That's so good. Oh, okay. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to interrupt you here because I, I, know, I know where you're going. I, I'm going to steal it, I think. So I'm going to do a little commercial. But go ahead. In that go time, ahead. I want you to think of a way we can wrap this up. I'm, I'm ready to wrap it up right now. And, you ready? Go. You ready? Do your commercial. Let's skip the skip the commercial. Do your commercial. Do your commercial first. No, 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 no. All right. Quick commercial. So if you're watching on YouTube, hi, hello. Make sure you check out the subscribe button. Click it. Give us a thumbs up on this video because, I mean, come on, Glenn's story, give us a thumbs up. Leave a comment in the comment section below about all the things you've enjoyed about this, what your biggest takeaways are, and what you're struggling with right now. We want to get a conversation going around these struggles so we can make the progress we want to see. If you're listening to this on any sort of podcasting platform, make sure you give us a five-star rating if you think it's worth it. If you don't, if that's okay, send me an email. It's matt, M-A-T-T, at bentonbetter.com. I want to hear how we can make this better so you can continue to grow, continue to improve, continue to move forward with your own fitness and health journey. Now, swinging it back to the man, the legend. (laughs) So, to bring this home, you know, I tell people, uh, and they think I'm being way over, you know, overdone as like, bent on better, save my life. And I told that, I've told that story already in this podcast. But here's the second time. So the reality is, is that um, I didn't know anything was wrong with my leg. I wasn't scheduled for another scan of my leg. It wasn't something that was going to happen on its own. Really what happened was I was looking at my PT and going, well, I've got about 10 more sessions on my PT because I've been working at it really hard. And I want to be able to be independent and start making the transition to doing regular old training. So I need to start to do that. And so I pushed myself at my physical therapist really hard. And then I tried to come here and I would stretch. And then I'd push myself at the physical therapist really hard and come here and stretch. And it wasn't getting better. And I'm like, I'm not doing anything at Bent on Better that's wrong. I'm just stretching. Mm-hmm. I'm working harder at physical therapy, but that's just physical. Th- this, what's going on? And, you know, the thing that, that got me was like, okay, it's not quite right. And I could hear Nick and Alicia in the back of my head. I'm like, I'm not going to let them get me again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just going to go. And of course, to be fair about it. I mean, my wife was not happy that I was feeling the pain. And so again, you know, because I was working and because I was trying to stay healthy, you know, I got early warning. So I have some time yet before this starts to totally go wild to actually get some good consults, some good treatment from the medical professionals to get the best possible treatment of this return cancer. So. Um, I'm still in decent, pretty good shape and I'm in shape to do the fight I got to do next. And I'm looking forward to coming back and getting in great shape once again. So I can get ready for whatever comes after that. I love that. I love it. I want you to give me a a last, like, give me a little mega 
powerful whatever you want. I was going to say make a punch, but don't punch anybody. But like, give me this powerful Glenn speech in in a way that you would speak to someone who was in your shoes when before we even met, or maybe someone who's going through what you've gone through and whatever struggle sure. it might be. Give me something strong to end this on the positive Glenn note that I know we can end on. So I can't speak to somebody who's 22 years old right now. It's been too long since I've been 22, but I can speak to somebody who's 42 or 52 and who's thinking, oh, come on now, look, I've been around a while. Yeah, I was in great shape back then. I, I know what it took back then. I don't want to do all that. I just, you know what? I'm, I, don't, I don't feel like I want to go that crazy. Don't. Hmm. You don't need to go that crazy. There's absolutely no reason to. However, I will also tell you, if you don't do something, you won't be living your best life. You need to find a way to stay active and to stay in shape. And what I'll tell you is if you do it here and you get yourself here consistently, you will find that you'll want to do a little bit more. And then a little bit, maybe a little bit more. And before long, you'll be like, oh wow, look at me. I'm in great shape. And it won't have felt like work. It will have felt like getting together with a bunch of friends and having a good time. So good. So give it a shot. Matt will work with you. Yeah, make it happen. That was awesome. Thank you. Thank you for hanging out with us. We'll see you again next time. Bye.